0: welcome to new life miami and thanks for listening to our podcast we hope this word blesses you today for more information visit nlmiami.com we hope to see you soon and remember two services that I've been in, there's been more than one calling. I was like, man, this is a calling in the beginning of the service. This is great. Can I just speak something over you really quick? Uh, I believe that this spiritual house is going to begin to lose control on Sundays. Amen. Uh, the word that I saw is controlled chaos. Like Holy Spirit is going to begin to move in this place in a way that you cannot fathom. There's going to be moments that you're going to begin to worship and it's just going to be, just keep going and going and going and just the river of God is going to be flowing through this place. And people are going to begin to hear about it. And people are going to come. And sometimes a word is not even going to be spoken. And people are going to come here and receive healing just by being in the river that's in this place you have a great responsibility because God does not respond to a band and a choir God responds and abides when his people begin to open their hearts and step out in faith and worship him in spirit and in truth so the responsibility for that river to flow upon and in this place and in this city is not up here it's not with Pastor Ego and Nancy it's on you guys you guys are hearing me and so you guys have been asking, I know that this is a desire and I'm saying this because I saw a baby like a month ago we were talking and I was parked in the car and I was talking to Pastor Rigo, and, and we were just, and I just, we, he was just telling me things and all of a sudden I saw this picture of this huge tent, just a tent, like a, you know, just a tent and then all of a sudden I, it was just like caving in because there was so much water on, the, on, the, on top of it, like over it and, and I just felt like the moment's coming soon when it's just going to burst just close your eyes where you're at for a moment Hmm. Holy Spirit right now just reveal to each and every person that's here at the sound of my voice what that means what that vision means for them because this is not about a building in Hialeah this is about families about hearts that are sold out completely to you that are willing to carry what you have placed in them To the people that are around them. But most of all, like that song said, that our hearts, all of our hearts, for all of our life, would belong to you. I pray the generations, my God, would change, Father God, directions. Children that are in rebellion right now will come to your feet. Because of this presence that you're bringing to every household. Pastor Rigo, I see that you and Nancy are gonna to begin to experience a level of his presence in your home. I see you and your children worshiping God in your living room. Your children will begin to see visions. Put them to draw pictures on a on a paper. Hmm. Because what works at home works at church Hmm. Holy Spirit Father, in this moment, just want to declare my inability and my strength to deliver the message that you have for us today. I cannot do it in my giftings and in my talents. I need you to speak. We need you to speak today. We did not come here to hear a man speak nice and charismatic words. We came to hear the voice of your Holy Spirit, the whisper that we were speaking about earlier. That is what we need. We need you. Some of us may not want you, but we cannot deny that we need you. We need you. We need you. Hmm. Jesus name amen you guys are good to go thank you so much it's a great responsibility bringing the word thank you brother before I continue let me introduce I have two people that are with me Uh, my beautiful wife Emma question if you can stand up really quick that's my, my wife. my That's my high school sweetheart, my ride or die. That's my girl right there. Wouldn't be the man that I am if it wasn't for her. And uh, I, w- I would call him a friend, but he's my brother. And that's Eugene. That's my boy right there. Give it up for my brother right there, man. Um, so, yeah, so I had something planned, and... Uh, and yesterday uh Holy Spirit kinda just wrecked me and said, uh, no, you're not gonna talk about that. And I was like, Okay, cool. <laughs> um, what do you have for your for your for your people, for my family here yeah, in New Life, you know? And uh I never wanna I never want to speak. I received the word when I was maybe 21, 22. I don't remember. I was in Texas, and this missionary came over, and it's a crazy story that I'm not going to tell because it's funny, but I'm not going to tell it today, another day, since, you know, this is family, and I will, I will be coming back to visit you, even if it's not to preach. You know, I love uh, the atmosphere in this house. Uh, uh, the worship in this house, man, is, whew. I don't know. Um, the two young, young, the young women, those girls are like, the goes the girls, you got. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know him, but you know him. But, uh, he got an anointing of freedom and they're just worshipers and, uh, and in your worship, man, it's just something special, something that seals this house, you know, and, and it's part of your DNA. Um, and the man told me this and he, 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 he looked at me and, uh and he just began to speak a word of my life and he told me that people were going to give their life because of the words that came out of my mouth and this is not to brag about me because it has nothing to do with me remember I'm just a vessel but he says weigh your words carefully every time you speak because people that hear your words will give their life for Jesus so no pressure But I need you to understand the calling that you guys have upon your life. And, and uh, today I'm going to talk about responding looks like power. Because you need to understand that you are not who your thoughts tell you you are. You're not who your mistakes and your failures say that you are. You are powerful beyond what you can imagine. And God the Father, I believe, is tired of the enemy having his way with the identity of his children. Because if he can tell you that you are a failure, if he can tell you that you are not worthy, if he can tell you that you do not deserve to represent your father, then he can make you stagnant and fruitless. Because you feel that you are not worthy of being called God's son and representing him on this earth. When in reality, when have you been worthy? So I remember uh, there's a passage in the Bible in Mark 5 when Jesus gets off the boat and he gets to the shore. You see a Galilee and he steps out and he's met with a, with a, with a demon possessed man. You guys know that story? Um, he has—he has, he has a legion, you know. He asks, him, "What's his name?" And the demon, they says, "I'm legion because we're many." Yes. And then he sets us free, and then the, you know they go into the pigs. The pigs go into the water. You know, we've heard that story many times. My question is, what did that man do to deserve his freedom? What 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 did he do to earn it? Well, what did he do to earn what had just happened to him? This man lived. Um, in the cemetery he lived among the dead (laughs) they tried the 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 city the people around him tried to bind him with with chains and and the the bible says that he would break them you know what i'm saying this is this this is like you know like a hulk you know uh, breaking chains i have two kids my son loves hulk you know he's always like hulk slam boom and you know so so if I, if I have some like childhood like cartoon references, just bear with me, okay? I'm a father of, a, of, a, of a two kids. And, uh, and I, I, I was reading that passage, and I understood something. It's like he did nothing to deserve that. As a matter of fact, he, he wasn't looking. The reason that he came down to Jesus is because the demon was so terrified. He's like, hey, listen, I just need to talk to you, Jesus. If you're going to cast me out of here, please don't cast me out to a dry place. But, you no, know, don't do that. Please, please, please. And Jesus set him free. See, there's this word that's found throughout Scripture, and it's grace. And nowadays, it's, that's a sensitive subject because there's a lot of people abusing that, 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 that word. They, they, they use it to do whatever they want, whenever they want, however they want it, and that's not what God intended grace to be. The, the definition of grace is an unmerited, undeserving gift and what that man had just received was an unmerited and undeserving gift today you are here the fact that you can feel his presence in this place the, the fact that you even made it here is an unmerited and undeserving gift you are not here by coincidence or because oh you know what my parents have been bringing here or my wife dragged me here or my husband dragged me here no no grace And I'm going to read a quick definition of grace. And this is what it says. The word grace, as it is used in scriptures, literally means favor. To bend or stoop in kindness to another as a superior to an inferior. It has the idea of graciousness in manner of action. When used in reference to God, it is benevolent action of him stooping down to us in his kindness. To reach us in our need and convey upon us a benefit. His grace has been termed unearned kindness. But it's more than an attitude of favor or mercy. His mercy is an expression of his compassion toward us. But his grace is an extension of his goodness translated into action. And you listen to this last phrase. That releases his enabling power into our lives. Grace is what releases His power into our lives. And I want to talk about a man. And his name is Gideon. You guys heard of Gideon? But before I do that, I need you guys to understand that as we are here and we are not deserving of this. How many of you guys sinned yesterday? Raise your hand. You all better raise your hand. There you go, bandit. I saw you raised both hands. I'm good, you know. How many of you guys sin today? It's early. It's what? What time is it? Driving over here. Some of you were like, "Mm, name of Jesus. Speaking in different tongues and stuff, you know. And tomorrow we're going to sin and fail again. See, the fact that we are like that makes us qualified for Grace. The lie of the enemy is that we are disqualified in reality the sin that he constantly accuses us of, because he's the accuser, is the exact same thing that qualifies us for that unmerited gift. So I I just want to speak that out to you and I pray that Holy Spirit right now breaks down every wall and every lie that has come against you. Come against us, saying that we do not deserve what God has for us; that we do not deserve His love, His mercy, His purpose, His passion, His peace, because it is an undeserved gift. In Jesus' name, the Bible says that no mind, no 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 eye has seen, no ear heard, or mind conceived what God has for you. you guys, can you imagine that? You can't, because the Bible just said that you can't. You can sit down on your best day. Close your eyes and use your imagination. You know what? Just use your mind, Just fly. Fly in your imagination. Man, God can do this and God can do that. And see yourself in stadiums. See yourself in all these things. And still, you can't reach what he has for you. So, you are powerful in him. You are powerful in him. We are powerful in him. And today, I believe that some of you guys are going to be raised from the dead, raised from guilt and condemnation, and you're going to walk into what God has called you to walk in. Amen? Amen. All right. I haven't started the preaching yet, guys. I don't know. How much time do I got, Pastor Rico. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. So let's go, let's, go to, let's go read some scripture. Let's go to Judges. 6, 11 to 26. Now I gave this message, when I prepared this message, and this is what Holy Spirit revealed to me, I started preparing it for this house. And then some reason, you know I, I, I started preparing because I preached like two weeks ago in my, my church. And what Holy Spirit told me is like this message was for you guys completely. Now there's some things that he, he spoke to me last night and, and he switched around. You know, But I pray that whatever the message that he wants to deliver today is delivered to you guys. And that you guys get exactly what he has for you. So Judges 6, verse 11 through 26. I'm going to read through the whole thing. And then I'll come back to you guys, alright? Bear with my reading. All right. <clears throat> the angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak the and oak Oprah, Not to be confused with Oprah. This is not talking about Oprah Winfrey here, okay? That belonged to Joash the Abizrite. Where his son Gideon was threshing wheat... In a wine press. So I need you guys to remember this. He, when God called him, he is where? He's threshing wheat. Where? Under the wine press, right? Okay, perfect. Remember that. It's important. To keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. <laughs> so check this out. The people of God have been enslaved, enslaved to, the, to, to, to the Midianites, you know, for seven years. This man is... is Threshing wheat under a wine press, hiding because he doesn't want the Midianites to take what he's doing or take away what he's doing. You guys, hear me. He's hiding in fear, working, trying to get something for him and his family. And God says, "The Lord is with you, mighty warrior." Has anybody ever called you by a name that you don't respond to? You know, I, I don't know if that's happened to you. You're just chilling there, you're sitting there, right? And they're like, Tyrone. And you're just doing Tyrone, Tyrone, Tyrone. And like, who you talking to? I'm talking to you. He's like, my name's not Tyrone. He was calling Gideon a mighty warrior, even though he didn't see himself like that. And, and I want to tell you something. At this moment, he's, he's not just telling Gideon, because we know the story. We know what's going to happen, because we read the Bible. Gideon didn't know that. But he wasn't only speaking to his future. He was speaking to his original design. You hear me? So he wasn't talking about what he was going to do. He was talking about what he was born to do. As a matter of fact, even before he was in his mother's belly, the Bible said that God knew him. So when he was thinking about Gideon, before he put him in the womb, he was thinking, mighty warrior, mighty warrior, mighty warrior, mighty warrior. warrior." And then he was placed in his mother's womb. Mighty warrior, mighty warrior, mighty warrior. What is God telling you or calling you by today? Because we respond to what this world calls us a loser, a failure. You're never going to achieve this. You're never going to achieve that. You know what? I haven't graduated from college. I'm the last man that should be up here talking to you. Rico said that I hung around with these thugs, and I did, man, and I feared for my life many times, and I should be dead in jail with, I don't know, 50 children. I don't know what I should be doing, but I'm not supposed to be here. But before I was in my mother's womb, he was speaking and he was thinking of what I was. Today, I believe that Holy Spirit is going to reveal to you what he's spoken and what he's called you. What name has he called you by? Mighty warrior, king, prophet, knight, strong, courageous, bold, Beautiful. He's speaking over you today. He's already spoken over to you, and you just gotta come into alignment. You gotta respond, even though you don't know. You've never been called by that name today. You need to respond. It might not sound like you. It definitely might not look like you, because when you look in the mirror, you're like, "Man, I don't look like a mighty warrior." You're like, Ooh, man," you know. I don't look nothing like that. I don't. I don't feel strong. I don't. I don't walk strong. I'm scared and. No, no, no. Mighty warrior. No, no. You know what? I I stutter when I speak and and I can't speak. it. No, 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 no. Mighty warrior. No, no. You know what? My, 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 uh, you know, I'm an illegitimate son. Like I I was born out of wedlock. No, 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 no. Mighty warrior. Thank you, Jesus. Let's continue. Pardon me, my Lord Gideon replied. But if the Lord is with us, why has all this... Oh, man. How many of us have said that phrase right there? (laughs) Man, if God was with me, what the heck is this? What is going on? Like, why am I dealing with sickness and illness? Like, why is, is it that I'm dealing with all these things? Like, why is my... Like, I just lost my job. You know, my wife and me arguing every day. Like, you know, what is it? What's happening? When you are receiving, receiving opposition, it's most likely because you're in the right position. Take that. Write that down. Put it in your bathroom. If you are receiving opposition, it's most likely that you are in the right position. Some of us, the moment the opposition hits us, we turn around and run the other way when you don't know that on the other side of the opposition is breakthrough. Listen. The fact that there's hell coming against you speaks about the treasure that's inside you. Are you hearing me? This man that that was uh, demon possessed, I was going to talk about this. You know, sometimes you you set it up like, man, this would go really good here, you know, the climax of the teaching, but Holy Spirit leads in a different way. So I'm going to tell you that this man right here that was demon possessed, and he was uh, possessed by legions, by many demons, he gets delivered. He tries to leave with Jesus. Jesus says, no, 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 no. Stay right here. I'll be back. <laughs> he leaves. He comes back in Mark 7. And when he comes back, oh, I'm sorry. They kick him out. They're like, Jesus, we want you, you need to bounce. Like, you, you just sent Miss Piggy over the cliff. Like, you need to bounce. You know, I don't, I'm not down with that. They kick him out. But two chapters later, he, he, he comes back to the capitalist. And the moment he walks into that, into that region, all of a sudden, people begin to bring the, the sick and the lame and the deaf and the mute. Hold on. Didn't they just kick him out two chapters earlier? What happened? What happened? You guys know what happened? The man that was possessed by legions, stayed there, and began to walk out his destiny. Two chapters later, the city that kicked him out, was begging for him to come back. Was saying, I don't know what that Jesus is doing, but I remember this man. I remember this man that he would sleep among the dead. I remember this man that he, he had no life, that he would cut himself with rocks. I remember this man that couldn't be bound by chains. And now, he's healed. He's free. He's living among us like he never was possessed. See, that's the power that we have. That's the power that we have. And we, if we decide to embrace that that, that 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 name that he's calling us by, and we get to walk out what he's called us to do, we will change regions and nations. One man, guys, the capitalist means ten cities. One man, ten cities. One man, ten cities. Power. Power. And nobody here is sleeping in, 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 the, in the cemeteries. And nobody here is bound by chains. And nobody here is cutting themselves with rocks. So if that man can be delivered, and if that man can walk out his destiny and change a whole region for Jesus, then you and I can do it as well. Amen? Yes. Amen? Come on, give it up to Jesus. Let's go to, let's go to verse 14. The Lord turned to him and said, Go in strength and have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. Man, I'm so glad God chooses the weak to shame those that are prideful and strong. I'm, I'm, man, I'm a test. I'm a, I'm, I'm, that's what I am, man. I'm not, spo- I'm not supposed to have that, that banging wife or that fine-looking girl right there. <laughs> the, the, you know, the Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight. I'm so glad that she walked by faith and not by sight. You know what I'm saying? Because I would be in a bad place. You feel me? I mean, a lot of us here, by the way, by the looks of things, got to say amen to that. All right, so yeah, some of the men got to be like, amen, pastor, you preach it. You, that's me. Come on. Nothing. <laughs> but how many of us look at ourselves small, man? And the weakest of of our family. And man, that's all lies. Mighty warrior, Gideon. Mighty warrior. The Lord answered, I will be with you. And you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. Gideon replied, if now I have found favor in your eyes, give me a sign that it's really you talking to me. Please do not go away until I come back and bring my offering. I just want to say something. How many of us have have struggled with is God calling me and we've said God hold on I need to go back to the world to handle some things or I need to go and do my own thing I need to go fix this I need to go fix that you know what the fact that you're here and the fact that he's still here speaks that he has called you that was the first sign I'm going to leave if you're still here when I come back then I know it's you how many of us have said God wait I'm not ready but he I need you you guys to to hear her response. Please do not go away until I come back and bring my offering and set it before you. And the Lord said, I will wait until you return. (laughs) I love it that he's so patient. I love it that he's so kind. I love that he's slow to anger. I love that he looks at me in my worst, in my worst place and he says, son, I still love you. I, lo- I love it that he messes with my mess and he says, you know what, I'm going you know, to I, I have you here and, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build you. You're not a finished work. I am faithful to finish the work that I started. I love it that he does not grow tired of me. I love it that he doesn't sleep. Come on, people. I slept like two hours or three hours yesterday. God doesn't sleep. Even when you're laying down, doing nothing, God is working in your favor. Jesus is interceding for you at the right hand of the Father. He's standing there and he's saying, and he's just beginning to confess things over your life as you sleep, man. You need to understand that there's no moment that God gets tired. God doesn't get tired, man. You hear me? He does not grow weary, and his love does not dry up. Gideon went inside and prepared a young goat from, the, from, the, from an ephah of flour. And uh, sorry about my Hebrew, guys, it's not that good. He made bread without yeast, putting the meat in the basket and his broth in the pot. He brought them out and offered them him under the oak. The angel of God said to him, "Take the meat and eleven bread. Place. I need you guys to remember this, okay? Place them on this rock. Where did he place it? On a rock." Remember that. Okay, so we have two things that we need to remember. One, where was Gideon when God called him? Under the wine press. Two, where did he ask him to put his offering, his sacrifice, his worship? Okay, good. Um, then the angel of the Lord touched the meat and the unleavened bread with the tip of the staff that was in, the, that was in his hand. Fire flared from the rock, consuming the meat and the bread. <clears throat> and the angel of the Lord disappeared. When Gideon realized that it was an that it was the angel of the Lord, he exclaimed, Alas, sovereign Lord, I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face." But the Lord said to him, "Peace, do not be afraid. You are not going to die." So Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and called it the the Lord is peace. To this day, it stands in an Ophrah, and uh, of the Abiezrites. That that same night, the Lord said to him, "Take the second bull from your father's herd, the one." Seven years old, it's crazy that he covers us, you know? Seven years of slavery, the bull that's seven years old. Yes, his sacrifice is enough for us, no matter what season we're living. Jesus on the cross slain for our sins is enough. I don't care what you're living. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care if they said you had cancer. I don't care if they said you had three months to live, four months to live. I don't care if they said that your son is a drug addict. Today, Jesus' sacrifice on that cross, his blood is enough for you and is enough for me. Amen? Amen. Okay. I'm getting excited, I'm getting excited. That same night, the Lord said to him, take the second, okay. Then build a proper, check this out, a proper kind of altar to the Lord, your God, on the top of this height, using the wood of the Asherah pole that you cut down, offer the second bull as in the burnt offering. So, there's, there's, there's um. There's altars for, for, for different gods, for Baal and for different gods built all over the place. Remember, for seven years, they've been, they've been slaves and, and trapped by the, by the Midianites. And their culture has become the culture of the, of the Israelites. And no longer are they, are, they, are they worshiping and honoring God. And they have altars. And that altar that was there, was, as a matter of fact, was Gideon's father's altar made to the, the, god of, the god of Baal. You guys are following me? So God says, knock it down. Okay, and he says to, when he, when he says to knock it down, because I, I believe I skipped that verse. He says to cut a tree that's right there, right there next to the altar. To cut the tree in pieces. And now he's saying, get that tree that was part of the altar and use it to what? To, to, so that the altar that he's building to God could catch fire. I need you to tell you something. The elements of your past, God will use to fuel your future. Listen to this. Nothing is lost in God's hands. Nothing. Your abuse, your sin, your struggle, your addiction, it is not lost in God's hands. He's going to chop it up real nice, and then he's going to throw it on the the altar of your heart to stir that fuel and build that fire for him. You hearing me? So nothing's lost. No, I went through this, and I went through that. No, 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 no. Hold on a second. I understand that sometimes we feel like we live things and we go through things that don't make sense and we say, man, I don't see the fruit of that pain or I don't see the fruit of that struggle or I don't see the fruit of that death. In time, you will see the fruit. I've declared that every struggle, as a matter of fact, I just came back from a, from a workshop, a marriage workshop called Lamb Love After Marriage. You guys need to check that out. If you're married, a couple. And you know, I told Pastor Regal about it. Love after marriage. You guys need to check that out. Do some research, and let the Holy Spirit guide you. What you need to do. But man, it has transformed my life. I've done it twice. Once in Bethel, and once here. Once in Reading, and once here. And uh, Holy Spirit, help me. I lost my mom when I was 13 years old. And it's very hard to understand why such a woman and Rigo can testify what a wonderful woman she was. Not just because she's my mom. How, like, why would she leave? Why would she be taken? You know, my dad, my grandma died two years later. My dad went to jail. Dad had a heart attack. You know, just, it was like for four years, it was like, bah, 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 you know. The last seven years have been a little crazy. My, my son was born with missing digits. I talked to you about this, and I don't like talking about it too much, just because I don't, uh, it's not a big thing for me. His, we call his hand the power hand, because we know that God's power is going to be demonstrated in a great way through that hand. So so, so and it's crazy, because just a side thing, I'm a, I'm a rocky fan. How many of you guys like Rocky? Uh, if you don't man, I, I can watch Rocky like a thousand times, and, I'm like, and so my, I'm like passing that down to my son. So my son, the last few days, he's been watching just Rocky clips on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? So he's like, "Daddy, I want to saw all my toys and my bed, and I want to get a punching bag." And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> you know? So he's just he's just going. He's he's, he's the bomb, man. I love him. And and, uh, and you know he was that happened. Then after that, I got fired from church. You know what I'm saying? Then I you know we almost lost our house, and then I went back to church. I got fired. I got let go again because the finances were bad. Um, my wife was diagnosed for can- with cancer. She was healed by God. You know, just so, so many things happened. I was diagnosed with diabetes as well. You know what I'm saying? And I believe my healing is, is, is here. You know what I'm saying? So all these things happen in six years. And you ask yourself, man, why am I going through that? And you look at this and you see, man, you know what? It's not in vain. Because God said that everything everything, even the things that don't look good, don't sound good, don't taste good, the mistakes, the errors will be chopped up real nice and it will be used to set your heart on fire. So take that, guys, today and understand that it doesn't matter what you've lived, it doesn't matter how your situation is right now, I tell you, not I don't tell you, he says that he will use it to blaze a fire in your heart that cannot be put out, amen? Okay, Are you guys receiving? Praise God. Okay. So then all of a sudden, you know, getting gets like the the courage. Now he asked him for like a bunch of signs. He's like, okay, Lord, if, you know, if it's you, I want the, I'm going to go to sleep. If the fleece is wet and the floor is dry, then I know it's you. Then the next day he was like, okay, Lord, don't get mad. I'm going to ask you for another sign. He says, if the fleece is dry and the floor is wet, you know, I'm saying, I know it's going to be you. And then God did that, you know. So then he, he got, you know. Then then Gideon said, like, "Okay, I'm ready. I know it's God." He gathered all his boys. You know how we do, you know? I'm saying back in the day, here, yo, 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 you know, you go, you get your boys, but you ride out. We used to ride out town and country and just pick fights. Nancy knows. Nancy knows the friends that I used to hang around. We just go. We would go to town and country, come to the night, and just look. I would go into the bathroom just looking for a fight. I, had, I had gold teeth, uh, six to the top. Oh, nigga, what? Oh, what? You know what I'm saying? That's happening, man. That's the truth, man. Me, for you, all these cats, man, we just go out there and just do nonsense. You know, we get our boys, and that's what Gideon was doing. He got all his boys, and he gathered them up, and God said, hey, 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 hey. Gideon, hold up, hold up a second, man. Slow down. You know what? It's too many. Why don't you, uh, why don't you send a few of them home? No? I believe it was 20, 20,000, He he said, "Ask anybody that's there if they're afraid, they can bounce." Twenty-two. <laughs> no heart. <laughs> I'm just playing. Some of us probably would have bounced too, right? Then okay, I got it, man. Now we down. We're down to ten thousand. We got ten thousand strong. 10,000 is a big number, you know what I'm saying? You show up to to a scrap with 10,000 cats, you know, hey, you got some numbers, you know what I'm saying? You're feeling good about yourself. You look back, you're like, ha, 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 yeah. And what? But God says, hey, 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 get it. Um, Let me holler at you for a second. Uh, There's too many. So he says, why don't you go to the river right quick and just uh, have them get some water. And he says, those that drink you know, they get their the cup in their the cup of water with their hand, and they drink it like that. You know, take them. Everybody that dunks their head in the water. Now, you see how I'm sweating, right? I would have definitely dunked my head. I would have been like, you know, all up in that river. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it was only 300, man. From 32,000 to 300. That's not even 10%. Sometimes victory in God's eyes looks different than victory in our eyes. Maybe you say, man, we're not enough. Maybe you say, man, things are stacked against us right now. And I'm the only one in my family here because everybody else is in another country. And you look at your situation, you say, hey, we're not enough. But God's perspective or definition of victory is so much different than ours. And I thank God for that. We need, to God, we need to ask God and Holy Spirit to give us heavenly perspective, eternal perspective that we can see with his eyes, that we can move like he wants us to move and walk according to what he's speaking over our lives and not about not what our natural eyes are seeing. You know, Pastor Vigo asked you guys to close your eyes for a minute. And sometimes we got to shut these eyes so that our, our eyes can open. I don't know if that makes sense. we got to shut our eyes so that we can see because sometimes we're looking too much with these eyes and these eyes are not meant to see. You close them and then you can see what God sees. We walk by faith and not by sight. There's a reason that that verse is in scripture. There's a reason that he says that because sometimes when we look at things and we see our surroundings or our situation, we say we're not going to make it. But your situation right now is not your final destination. Your situation right now, if it's sickness or poverty or whatever it is that you're going through, your situation is not and will not be your final destination. If you can close your eyes and see what he sees, I guarantee you will walk and live differently. Heavenly perspective. Hmm. And then let's go to Judges 7. I'm almost done. Judges 7. Holy Spirit just... Settle in our hearts, Lord. Settle in our hearts. It's not my words. It's your spirit. It's your spirit. It's not by power by might. It's your spirit. It's your spirit. It's your spirit. It's your spirit. Judges 7, verse 7 through 14. I'm going to read it and I'll I'll, I'll come back to some verses. The Lord said to Gideon, with the 300 men that that lapped, I will save you and give the Midianites into your hands. Let all the others go home. So Gideon sent the rest of the Israelites home, but kept the, the 300 who took o- over the provisions and tr- and trumpets of the of the others. Now the camp of Midian lay below him in the valley. So I need you guys to picture this. There's the three hundred men are around in the, the mountain tops, I'm guessing, and then the Midianites are camping in them in the valley. During that night the Lord said to Gideon, get up and go down against the camp, because I'm going to give into your give it into your hands. If you are afraid, listen to this. If you're afraid to attack, go down to the camp with your servant. Pura and listen to what they are saying. Afterward, you will be encouraged to attack the camp. (laughs) So he and Pura, his servant, went down to the outpost of the camp. The Midianites and the Amalekites and all the other eastern peoples had settled in the valley thick as locusts. Guys, thick as locusts. It wasn't five people. It was, they were were squatted up, you know. Um, Their camels could no more be counted than the sand of the seashore a lot of people Gideon arrived just as a man was telling a friend his dream so check this out so Gideon and his servant walked down to the valley and one of the men from the Gideon from the Midianite army was telling another friend a dream that he's having and look what he says Gideon arrived just as a man was telling a friend his dream I had a dream he was saying a round loaf of barley bread came tumbling into the Midianite camp it struck the tent with such force that the tent overturned and collapsed His friend responded, this can be nothing other than the sword of Gideon, son of Joas, the Israelite. God has given the Midianites and the whole camp into his hands. Hold on a second. Um, The Midianites are are like locusts. The camels are like the the sands in the seashore. It's a lot of people. God is giving a dream to the enemies of, of Gideon. There are only 300. And they're saying, that this dream means that they're about to lose. Can you hear your enemy speaking? I wonder what fear is saying today. (laughs) Can you hear your enemy speaking today? I wonder what disease, sickness is saying today. I wonder what truth they know that you haven't heard yet. Mm, Come on. I wonder what truth they've already seen that you have not yet seen. What are you fearing? What are you scared of? God's already taking care of the enemy even before the battle starts. He's announcing the victory even before they set a foot in, in war. What has been holding you back? What are you scared of? Today, God is telling you, Hey, you know what? Your enemy know your enemy knows what's going down, they know their destiny. The devil, he knows where he's gonna end up. The victory has been won. If you can just believe it, you will receive it and achieve it. You need to understand that you are not, not to be able to walk in a spirit of fear, but of power and a love and a sound mind. The people of God are not meant to walk by fear. So why don't you tap in, put your ear next to the father's heart, and, and hear what's happening. Someone gave me a word one day that they know my name in hell. And at the time, I didn't really know how to take that. Because I was like, I thought it was written my book. My name was written in the book of life. Like, why, why is my name in hell? You know, like, what's going on? I don't understand. And, and he says, you, you know, they know your name in hell. They, they know your name. Like, they know who you are. Hell knows who you are. They know who you are and what you carry. And they shake and they tremble, not because you're so special. You're special because who you carry and what you carry and whose you are. You're, you're, you're the son and daughter of our Father. You're the son and daughter of the Almighty God, the creator of the universe, the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. He is the one that stands with you and for you. I'm sorry for the screaming, but I, uh, I know you guys are used to it, so... <laughs> So we go bring that fire, boy. Man, that's huge. Their enemies already knew what was going to happen. It's crazy. When I read this, I was like, that's, that's crazy. That doesn't make any sense. Can you imagine going into a fight? And the dude that you're going to fight is talking to his friend. Man, I had a dream yesterday. That homeboy knocked me out. And then his friend tells him, hey, I think that what that means is that you're going to lose it. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that? Man? That's crazy. Man, can you hear the words that your foes are saying about you? Jesus came to the shore. <laughs> the legion of demons came before him. Please. Hey. Just send me to, don't send me over to the drive, please. Hey, Jesus, I know who you are. I know whose you are. Please, I know who you represent. Please, please, please. Please. And we're running from demons. Demons are running from you. When you guys come here and you lift up an an altar for Jesus, you begin to worship him and, and your hearts just burn for him. Man, every demon in this place has to flee. Every power of darkness is trying to bring confusion has to go. There's no room for that. You guys can, um, the worship band, you guys can come up. Is that okay? Pastor Rego's good? No, nah, if you want. <laughs> huh? Oh, man. Oh, man, we can sing together, a duet. <laughs> I don't know how good that's going to turn out, but you guys can just come up here really quick. I need you guys to stay with me and we're almost there. So finally they defeat the Midianites. The Bible says that they go and, and, they, and they defeat the people. And uh, I told you to remember two things, remember? Yeah? I told you to remember two things. What did I tell you to remember? He was called. Where, 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 was, where was Gideon called? and where was the sacrifice the worship set? You guys to, go, to go with me to Judges 7 verse 25. When I read this I almost fell out of my chair. And This is what it says. They also captured two of the Midianite leaders in another version it says generals. Oreb and Zeb. They killed Oreb at the rock of Oreb. And Zeb at the wine press of Zen. ha! Ha-ha! God laughs away is our enemy. Man, what if today God is telling you that that place you've been hiding away at, that that place that you've been just covering yourself in fear. Elijah and that place that you've been saying man I don't want to come out of here because I don't know if I'm gonna make it I keep battling with this thing and it just keeps knocking me down over and over what about if I tell you that that same place that you're hiding in is the place where God is calling you from and that place of misery one day will be used for a place of his glory what about if that if, if, if I tell you today that that place that you're in that dark lonely place of suffering God is going to change the story and he's going to show people and show you off and say, this is my son. This is my daughter that was addicted to pornography and sex and drugs. And look at him now. He's whole. He's pure. He's worthy of love. (laughs) I need you guys to understand something. I heard a phrase this weekend that, that shook me. God, the Bible says that God says that vengeance is his, not ours. So it's not our job to take vengeance on the situations and the people and the things that hurt us. God's greatest vengeance on this world is to make you dangerously powerful. The vengeance of God to the Midianite people was to make Gideon dangerously powerful. Dangerously powerful. Gotta get a shirt that says that, man. That's uh, not just powerful. You're dangerous to the kingdom of darkness, man. Yeah. The moment that you wake up and you set foot on your floor, hell's like, oh, crap. <laughs> Uh-oh. Pastor Vigo woke up again. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Dangerously powerful. Let that sink in your heart and your spirit, man. Dangerously powerful. Hmm. The Bible also says here that he was killed on the rock. The same place where Gideon set his worship, his sacrifice. Listen to this. What if I told you today that sometimes you win your battle in worship long before you ever fight? I'll say it again. What if I told you today That sometimes you win your battles in worship long before you ever fight. This is how we fight our battles. I don't know if you heard that song before. Oh man. I don't sing, but I don't care. This is how we fight our battles. This is how we fight our battles. This is how we fight our battles. I'm scared, Lord. I don't know what's happening around me, but this is how I fight my battles. I don't have strength. My marriage is falling apart, my kids are rebelling, but this is how I fight my battles. Up here worshiping before, her. in that calling earlier, with Pastor Rigo, I was up here too, cause man, I'm not supposed to be up here. You wanna know who I really am? Talk to my wife and all the crap that she has to deal with, man. My fears, my insecurities, my habits, my sin. I'm not pretending to be anybody that I'm not, man. But I am dangerously powerful. Stop walking in what this world says you are, and listen. And listen to the voice of God that whisper. I wonder if in that whisper was. your eyes and we're going to just begin to declare and worship just lift up your hands this is how I fight my battles doesn't care how you sing man I don't he doesn't care how you sound begin to prophesy and declare the truth This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Come on, church. This is how I fight my battles. Come on, come on. This is how I fight my battles. battles. Mm -hmm. This is how I fight my battles. Come on, lift up your hands. Come on. Lord we trust you Lord The thing that I wish that Pastor Regal and Nancy, my wife and I, and any that I can fight this battle for you. The truth is that I'm fighting my own battle. I can't do it for you, man. Today he's telling you that you are dangerously powerful, that you are so much greater. Than what you ever dreamed of. In him. There is no limits. In him. There is no fear. In him. There is freedom. And if today. You say. Father God. voice I hear your voice mighty warrior mighty warrior mighty warrior mighty warrior where have you been hiding son where you have been hiding daughter mighty warrior mighty warrior and today you hear him calling you hear him speaking calling you by a name that you've never heard before or maybe you've heard it before, but you forgot who you are. And today you say, Father God, I'm here. And I hear your voice. In the midst of this presence, in the midst of my situation, in the midst of my, my troubles, I hear your voice. If that is you, come to the front, run to the altar, and just lift up your hands. Come on. Just run to the altar, and just lift up your hands. Come on. Don't wait. Don't wait. Come on. Come on. Come to the altar. Come to the altar. Come to the altar come to the altar come to the altar come on fill this place fill this place fill this place come on if you say man I can't hear anything right now I just hear a noise and you want to hear something from God today come 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 to the altar come do not hesitate come to the altar come on don't miss out on this opportunity heaven is open heaven is open come on heaven is open spirit of faith right now stirring in the hearts of your sons and daughters God spirit of faith stirring in your hearts in hearts of your sons and daughters my God come on mighty warrior mighty warrior mighty warrior mighty warrior